I'm World Cup champion Megan Klingenberg. Wondering who you should root for at the FIFA Women's World Cup? I'm hosting a new podcast, my new favorite Futbolista, where I will introduce you to soccer's brightest stars and the causes they are championing. From the 22-year-old American phenom speaking out about student-athlete mental health. I try to just like approach everything with like you don't know what someone's going through. To the U.S. defender who travels to tournaments with her young son. Am I ever going to be able to run for five minutes straight? Check out my new favorite Futbolista wherever you listen to podcasts. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives... There's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Edit audio. What is the WNBA? I have no clue. WN is that is that a wrestling organization? <laughs> I don't know what the WNBA is. This is Rebound Revolution, a not so basketball podcast bringing you the revolutionary on and off the court happening in the WNBA. From queer baddies to history to ones to watch, join me, Money, as we get into it all. This week, I'm joined by Dewana Bonner, and we talk how she manages to juggle it all, how Birmingham influenced her basketball career and led to her playing at Auburn, War Eagle, and Brittany Griner's return. And I feel like we get judged before you even know us. And then I feel like a lot of people, if you get to know us, you'll love us and that all that'll change. But it's just like, come to a game, come to a game, come to a game, you would love it. I guarantee you would love it. For as long as I can remember, I've admired workers of the world who also choose to parent, especially women and queer folks who did so. Even before I had words for it, I realized that the women in my life were expected to have the energy to do whatever work earned them wages and do the work of nurturing the next generation. I grew up in a four-generation household watching my great-grandma, my grandma, and my mom navigate work caring for themselves, caring for each other, and raising us on top of it. Since watching those who raised me work and parent, I've watched friends, some of my favorite entertainers, and some of my favorite athletes navigate the same journey, balancing work and parenthood. With reproductive rights under attack and Black maternal health in an alarming state in the United States, I think we all have a lot to learn from birthing folks who put their bodies on the line to become parents and to work. Some of that learning can happen with hearing the stories of mamas in the WNBA. I remember being at a game watching Odyssey Sims' team win, then watching her run off the court after winning to grab her son who had been playing on the sidelines the entire game. 
that moment immediately reminded me that so many players in the W are Black moms who happen to be international workers with huge platforms. Sure, I want to know how they do it, but more so as someone who has happily chosen the auntie life for myself, (laughs) I want to know what we can do to support these Wonder Mamas as fans, community members, or just ordinary folks who happen to live in the country that ranks worst in the entire world for paternal leave benefits. Yes, you, America. Who better to talk to about working, parenting, and what support looks like than five-time WNBA All-Star and fellow Auburn alumna, Dewana Bonner. I feel like I just have to get this out the way unless I'm going to be nervous the whole time. But So we went to Auburn together. I was there at the same time you were. Yeah. And I just just need to say, first of all, War Eagle. War Eagle. (laughs) Yes. I love it. And I need you to know how important it was for me to know that you were on campus at the same time. Because, like... Auburn was like culture shock for me because I grew up in Queens. Me too, for sure. If it wasn't athletes, it was kind of like hard to find. Like the culture was very different for me. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. I know it was different for you, especially growing up in Queens. That's night and day. Yeah, I think while we were there, Auburn was like 3% Black. Yeah. Oh my yes, God. Yeah. Yes, yes. And I was like real deep into like trying to get an LGBT student mm-hmm. group start. It was kind of wild to me. It's like 2007, 2008. Uh-huh. There's no like LGBT group yeah, on campus. Definitely. Yeah. And so just like, I'm like, I know we didn't know each other because the campus is big as hell. Exactly. But just knowing that you existed, watching yeah. you play. Thank you. I'm just, I'm just like, yes, yes. I know. I <laughs> wish you would have met there because we definitely could have hung out. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I just needed to say that to you and just like how important your existence was to me Thank being you. at Auburn. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. If you had to describe how you play in three words, what three words would you use? Um... Probably quick, um, athletic, yes. mm-hmm. dynamic, for sure. Ooh, yes. a dynamic. I <laughs> like that. Yeah, dynamic. Because <laughs> you could do it all. Exactly. You know? yeah. <laughs> exactly. Do you have a favorite place to play? Hmm. I actually like playing in Phoenix. Of course, I was there for uh, yeah. 10 years. So mm-hmm. that's always like home for me. And the city is just awesome. The weather. I love hot weather. I'm not one to like, uh-uh. Connecticut, too cold for me. Uh-huh. It's absolutely too cold. Uh, Phoenix is probably one of my favorite places. Okay. Phoenix is hot, hot, though. And I like, love hot, hot. I can't remember what game I was trying to go to in Phoenix, but I looked at the weather and it was like 113. Yep. I was like, oh, no. Yep. It's like 100 at 7 <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Yes. When do you even go outside? Do you, you go really outside? don't. But have, <laughs> I would rather wake up and go outside in just like a shorts and a tank top than go and put on a hoodie and sweats and Uggs in the spring. So, yeah, Connecticut yeah. weather is trash. <laughs> See, I love the cold because I feel like you, really? can layer, uh, you can layer up, but when it's hot, it's nothing you could do. <laughs> I know. You better find a shade tree or something. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, what's on your, like, pre-game playlist? I'm not, like, a big music person. I've never been, no, I, there's, like, not a, I don't even think I have a playlist, honestly. But I do listen to a lot of, like, songs that my teammates listen to. I'm like, oh, who sings Mm -hmm. that? And then I download it. But Mm -hmm. if they don't play it, I probably won't hear it. (laughs) Okay, so what gets you, like, in the 
pregame mood then? Um, I think now it's more so about just, for me, mentally, I just like to be in my peace and quiet and my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Kind of like I'm thinking about the game. Um, Of course, talking to my kids always is a must. Yeah. But I am more so trying to remember what we have to do so I don't forget. And if I turn on the music, then I'm like, <laughs> my mind is completely gone at that point. Mm-hmm. So. Um, that's probably why I don't listen to music. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's so interesting because like the like Phoenix DJ and yeah. the Connecticut DJ is like mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah. So. <laughs> I listen to that music all day. I, I'm yeah. pretty but not I don't really have a playlist for myself. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. So peace and quiet. Yes, me, for sure. When you have kids, that's all you need is peace and quiet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what basketball accolade means the most to you? Like, you got a lot of accomplishments. I have to say maybe Auburn winning a SEC championship yeah. because the women's basketball program had been so down kind of by the time I got mm-hmm. there. So, like, just seeing how much it grew from my freshman year to the senior year was pretty special to me. So, yeah. whatever happened that senior year was amazing. Of course, we didn't go far as we wanted to in the NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. but it was just like, wow, I have been here four years and to see – how much that we have grown and accomplished was was pretty special and it's something yeah. I always remember for sure. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, we kinda had them on the map a little bit that year and it was pretty cool. We had a couple of sellout crowds. So, yes. Yeah. Going to games. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it was that was pretty dope. That was pretty dope. Yeah. All right. You know, as an Auburn alum too, I'm gonna be really excited about that with you. Do you have like a most memorable or like favorite moment from being in the W? Of course, winning my first championship. After I got drafted, I won a championship that year. So yes. I'm like, wow, like, <laughs> this is what the W is like? Like, let's go, you know? Like, I had such an amazing time. My teammates were amazing, playing behind Diana Tarazi, Penn and Taylor, Cappy Pondexter. Like, we just had a, a crazy team that year. Most people had that, like, daunting welcome to the lead moment, but it was like, wow, like, this is this is what I have to look forward to, and it was pretty amazing. So, uh, that will always be probably my favorite memory. Just stepping on the court with so much greatness. Yeah. For sure. Okay. And just for listeners of the podcast, like, Dewana just named some legends. Legend, like, legend. Like, yes. The Phoenix Mercury were a stacked team while we Dewana was there. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we were stacked. All right. So what's something that new WNBA fans should know about you and the Connecticut Sun? I don't know. I think, of course, we always been known as, like, Pretty good, like Connecticut is, is a great team, but I just think this year on this team is just so much grit and so many people that's playing with chips on their shoulder that it's just like we are all in. Um, I've I've never seen a group that's really locked in and like focused, but I would have to say we are probably one of the most grittiest groups that I've mm. ever played on, and it's been so fun so far. We got a long way to go, but it's just been a lot of fun to compete with this group. What's the grit? Obviously, I think I go up for y'all. And everybody I know is like, yes, Connecticut. Yeah, so. yeah. No, just more so like, oh, you heard about the super teams all yeah. um, off season. You heard about, for us, it was the, we lost this person. We lost mm-hmm. our coach. We lost mm-hmm. this player. So it's kind of like, what, what are we going to be? Like, no, we're still going to compete. And I feel like yeah. we got a bunch of competitors. So it's just like, everybody talked about what we lost. Everybody. And still to this day, but nobody talks about what we gained and what we had. Yeah, so it's just kind of like nothing to prove because I don't feel like anybody on that court has anything to prove, but we're going to give you everything we got every single night. Y'all always a playoff team, so y'all don't have nothing to prove. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. That's a really good point. Mm -hmm. It's like, even 
when people mention super teams in the W, it mm-hmm. feels kind of like bizarre because it's 144 of y'all. So y'all are the elite of the elite. Every team is here. <laughs> Every, Every team. team. Yeah. That- it's just, you got to see who catch who on the right exactly. night. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you're going to get our best bet every single night, though, for sure. Yeah. Something that I think about so much, and you were just talking about, is, like, how much movement happens in the W. Mm-hmm. And you've had a really long tenure in the WNBA, mm-hmm. which feels, like, more and more rare these days. Mm-hmm. A lot has changed. For sure. Have you seen the league change since being um, a rookie? Man, it's grown so much. I'm I'm actually really proud. Like just from just basic stuff like social media. Yeah. When I got into the league, that was not a thing. Like <laughs> Twitter and and Instagram and all mm. these things, the platforms that's been talked about with the WNBA was not a thing. Yeah. So uh just how much it's been talked about, how much conversation is uh listed throughout day and day with this league and how many people speak up and use their voices like mm-hmm. in the WNBA now? Like that was yeah. the thing. You just have to do it through media or something like mm-hmm. that. But a player is going to pop off somewhere and yes. stick up for the <laughs> WNBA. Like you're not going to talk bad about us without someone, you know, in that 144 or even alum saying something. Not alum, mm-hmm. but you know, like the past, the legends, you know, yes. speaking up for us. So it's just yeah. like, yeah, like we have voices and, and it's been so good to, to see how much that has changed because when I got in the league, it was definitely not that way you just play basketball it's definitely not that now WNBA <laughs> Twitter exactly we didn't have any of that so it's pretty cool to see I'm thinking about like the culture and how it's been impacted since like social media mm-hmm. has taken off and like coverage of the WNBA too that makes me think a lot about like connection mm-hmm. and your um experience in basketball, it feels like it's always been about connection. Because I know, uh-huh. like, your sister played in the W2. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Shout out to Erica yeah, McCall. Yeah. <laughs> like, what What was that experience like? Like, playing in the league with your sister? Mm-hmm. It's so funny. I always, I always talk about that. It's just, my sister looks up to men, but I kind of look up to her, you know? Because her mm-hmm. path was so different from mine. Like, I, I've been on some great teams. I was one that, like, okay... Of course, I'm going to work hard. I'm always a hard worker, but I'm like, okay, I know I have a roster spot. My sister always has to fight for that that yeah. spot, you know? Like, she was mm-hmm. that 11, 12th person always, and it was just, like, so amazing to see how she just kept going. Like, at one point in the bubble, she was on, like, two or three different teams, and it was just, like, yeah. she never, ever changed. She always kept that smile on her face. For me, I don't know if I would have been able to handle that uh, the mm-hmm. way that she did, and uh, yeah, that always makes me proud, just her resiliency and the, the always come back and just keep trying until, you know... She got what she deserved, and then uh, now she's retired, so uh, mm-hmm. moving on to bigger and better things, and I'm excited to see exactly what she does next, because she's such a hard worker and just always, yeah. you know, fighting for whatever she wants to go get, and I love that about her. Do y'all have, like, words of encouragement for each other um, um, as players? Or just as sisters? Yeah, maybe and more so as sisters. When we talk, we talk about, like, family stuff, um... Not so much about basketball as much. She might hit me up and ask me something about the game or something. Our relationship has grown a lot because I, we actually didn't grow up with each other. My sister grew up in California and I grew up in Alabama. So we didn't have that childhood like bun. But yeah. um, the older we got, the more we started talking. And now we're just super close. Like we hit each other up on a day-to-day basis and, you know, kind of check in. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, so continue this wave of talking about family. 
I don't know if they ran it past you before they put it in that commercial, but Dewana had twins. (laughs) (laughs) Right. They didn't, but I saw it. (laughs) When I tell you, it would just be so randomly in my head, just walking around like, Dewana had twins. (laughs) I did have those two little twins. You had twins. I did. I did. Making history. I mean, Dewana had twins. Count that twice. Can you tell us about motherhood? So, and also shout out to Callie and Demi. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Callie and Demi, who better be in school right now. <laughs> Man, those two little girls are definitely a highlight of my life. Yeah, I don't even know what to say. They just bring me so much joy. You know, like mm-hmm. um, I miss out a lot of time with them because of basketball, and that sucks. Um, I yeah. struggle with that a lot mentally because you know you have mommy guilt. You know, you're like, mm-hmm. dang, I'm not there, but. I know at the end of the day, um, I'm doing this for them. Yes. And hopefully one day they'll see it and just be like, wow, my mom was awesome. But yes, man, I, those little girls, I love them to death. I don't even know what mm. I can say to describe them because they just, yeah. my world, pride and joy. Mm-hmm. We talk all day, every day when I'm not around. I probably call like 10 times. Mm-hmm. And now they're to the point where they have their iPad. So now I put my number in there and they just, you know. They call you? Exactly. Yeah. They blow me up and I blow them up. So mm-hmm. um, Did you always know you wanted to parent? Actually, I didn't want to parent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't. I always grew up I'm like, I don't want kids. I just kind of want to, you know, travel the world. And do that, then I just got to a point where it's like, man, like, I kind of want my legacy to go on. And maybe they play basketball, but maybe and maybe not. But if they do, I was just like, okay, like, here you go. Like, I want to be able to pass that torch to one yeah. of my kids one day. Or I wanted someone that's, they can't get any closer to you. So it's just like... Yeah. I want them to see that. So now they're at an age now that one of my kids love basketball and they, she loves coming to the gym, you know? So yeah, it's just like, yeah. that's like dope. I'm like, yeah, that's really dope. And this is what I wanted to feel. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I also know like there's a lot of parents in the league. Do y'all have like camaraderie or like connection as mm-hmm. parents? You know, we should have that a little bit more. I, we don't actually. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing, like parents parent differently. You know, like, of course you can come together and give a couple of people that word and encourage me, like, hang in yeah. there, you know, keep going, because it's, it's tiring, especially when, you know, they're here. Like, I have to make sure I go to practice for two hours. But after I go hard in practice or that game, I also got to go hard in parenting, so there's no rest, you know? So <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like, of course, you get that, keep going, you know? But we should, the parents in the league probably should kind of, you know, bounce ideas connect. or bounce off you. Yeah, connect, because mm-hmm. that's just, like, special. Uh, yeah. I hope everybody in the W that want to have kids, I hope they do it because it was worth it. Yeah. It was definitely worth it. I also think about hearing a lot of folks on social media share about, like, what it's like being away from their kids uh-huh. when they're playing. There's, like, folks have talked about, like, making decisions around what team they're going to stay with because of kids. Yes, for sure, yeah. for sure. Uh, it's mm-hmm. It's difficult. It's definitely difficult to leave them I'm, yeah. I have to say yeah mm-hmm. I don't see myself doing that anymore <laughs> yeah. going overseas yeah. for seven or eight months and being without them is definitely mentally challenging and you played overseas a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot what was the energy overseas like like playing in Russia versus playing stateside how is it different or maybe even mm. similar Oh, uh, it's kind of kind of similar. They're big in basketball overseas in Europe. This is like their golden child. You know, these teams, yeah. the president, the owners and stuff, they're like, these are their babies. They love women's basketball over there. So 
you get the same environment. I played in the, the top league, so it's just kind of like you get that same challenge with the best in the world. So it's 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 pretty similar. The W mm-hmm. is a lot faster, of course. Uh, yeah. You have the best of the best. You know, mm-hmm. like everybody on that team is has worked for that spot, so it's kind of yeah. like a lot quicker. But the atmosphere and the support is through the roof over there. So one of my friends asked me this, and I was like, I don't uh-huh. really know. So I'm going to ask you, okay. what do you think is, like, the cultural difference as to why, like, women's basketball overseas is, like, huge. It's crazy. Huge. It's crazy. You know, like, I'm in Syracuse right now. Syracuse uh-huh. women's basketball is, like, dope, you know? Yeah. But you go to a game, and you're like, why is everybody not here? Uh, yeah. Is there, like, a cultural difference? That's a good question. Um, I don't know why women's basketball is just, like, it's the cream of the crop over there yeah. for those fans, you know? Like, it's, like, they need women's basketball. Yeah. Like, they have to have it. They have to see it. Yeah. And unfortunately, it hasn't hit that yet in the States, which sucks mm-hmm. because it's it's even better in the Man. States, you know? <laughs> yeah. But also, it's flipped here, too, because I feel like, yeah, men's basketball is big overseas as well, but it's not as, like, the NBA, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not as huge as the NBA. Those yeah. men want to be in the NBA, so it's kind of flipped, right. like, over here, and it's big in the W. It's, like not as big so yeah. it's kind of goes both ways but that's a good question mm-hmm. and somebody should do some research on that for real <laughs> for real like because it'd be packed over the those games yeah. be packed. so i did like a study abroad semester in spain mm-hmm. and like i think it was in like madrid mm-hmm. it was a women's game and it's people like in the parking lot ain't got no tickets can't get it'd in but <laughs> oh, yeah. yes yeah. especially in spain they they really support women's basketball there and it's yeah. just pretty dope yeah the W is young, like mm-hmm. it's in it's in his twenties. So yeah. I really think that just with all the chatter around women's basketball now here, uh-huh. I truly think that like we at like a cultural tipping point when it comes uh-huh. to women's basketball. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Hopefully, it changes a little bit, but it's slowly getting there though. Yeah, it's getting better. It's getting a lot better. So hopefully, it just keeps going. We heard you loud and clear. You love the WNBA and want more analysis and insight on your favorite players. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoops. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All season long, we'll be bringing you the post-game analysis that you crave and sitting down for interviews with athletes across the W. You can listen to Queens of the Court on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. To change gears a little bit, I feel like as a Virgo, I cannot get off this without asking you, how do you balance everything you do? Like Mm -hmm. parenthood, Mm -hmm. playing basketball, dating like uh-huh. <laughs> having a life <laughs> exactly uh my support system is crazy my kid's mm-hmm. mother is pretty dope as far as co-parenting we have mm-hmm. you know a healthy co-parenting relationship for the most part um also a legend <laughs> yeah for sure yeah she just makes it a little bit easier for me because i'm still mm-hmm. clean as far as like when i want to see the girls it's just you know it's like yeah for sure like let me know how i can help 
uh, my mom is always willing, like, yeah, like, when I have the girls, I'll come down and watch them while you go to practice and, you know, mm-hmm. you play, you know? And then I have Alyssa, who's just freaking amazing, yeah. uh, who I'm dating, who's, like, head over heels in love with my kids, you know? Mm-hmm. And they are head over heels in love with her as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just, like, I don't exist when Alyssa's around. It's just, like, they're on little special bun. So to date someone who loves your kids <laughs> just as much is just... Uh, it's pretty easy. It all just flows and it works, you know? Like, it takes a village, seriously. It takes a, a healthy village. Let me say that because... That part. If it's not healthy, it's not going to work. And yeah. you know, we all kind of work together to make sure Kelly and Demi are okay. Yeah. So uh, that's the top priority. We all kind of work together and make sure that they get the best they need. So uh, balancing it is pretty easy when it when it's working, you know? When it's yeah. a will or machine. So keep yeah. it that way. <laughs> I love that. It's the community. Yeah. The community make it possible. <laughs> exactly. You need it. You need it. <laughs> so, do you and Alyssa be coordinating couples walking fits? Can I ask that? <laughs> you know, that is so crazy. No, we actually do not. We don't even share the. Her clothes are upstairs and mine are downstairs. Like, I don't see her pick out an outfit at all. So, it just kind of happens that way. Y'all just be, okay. Yes. Everybody always, I'm like, no. Like, absolutely not. Like, Alyssa hates putting on clothes anyway, but we always try to for the first game because it's like, so she'll pull some out and I'm just like, well, I guess we kind of match it a little bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we definitely don't do it. We don't do it purposely at all. <laughs> all right. I'm like, because it has happened enough where I'm I like, know. y'all got to be know. coordinating. We only did once and that was when we had on the baseball and the hockey jersey. And that was good. But that was actually her idea. And that was actually yeah. <laughs> Also, listeners, if you missed the out of bounds from last week, Alyssa Thomas and Dewana Bonner got engaged since we talked to her. And we could not be more excited for them. Do you have any like style inspirations? Because your walking fits be so cute. Thank you. No, I just try to be me. Um, mm-hmm. I like fashion. That's kind of something. If I didn't play basketball, I would definitely do some kind of like modeling or some kind of fashion stuff. I love just trying new things. I love looking on Instagram at different, you know, styles and fits and stuff. Mm-hmm. I might not wear it, but I'm like, oh, that's cute. Like, mm-hmm. that's different, you know? Uh-huh, I don't know uh-huh. if I'm bold enough to, to put everything together, but I, I'm definitely into it. Um, I love to learn more about it one day, hopefully. <laughs> I can see this. It's like, yeah, you see it, right? Yes, yeah, definitely. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Y'all need to get Dewana in these commercials. Thank you. Come, Come on, on, y'all. Come on, let's do it. I'm trying to get in some kind of fashion stuff. Yes. All right, you were talking about your community and, uh-huh. you know, having experience living in Alabama. My mom lives in Alabama now. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important to talk about, like, the communities that make us possible. Uh-huh. And I I know you've said before that it feels like it's been overlooked, like, uh-huh. your life before playing at Auburn, you know? So what was life before Auburn like? Man, a lot of people don't know that part of me. I didn't grow up in the best neighborhood. Um, mm-hmm. I actually grew up in the projects. Uh, it was just me and my mom for a while. Then my sister had to come along, so I guess I can include her. <laughs> <laughs> what part of Alabama? I was in Birmingham. I grew up in like okay. Inslee, the hood, like yeah. that, <laughs> that part. And it was like uh, just my mom and, and I for a while. So I credit her for everything. She took me to every basketball workout, tryout, AU. Uh, she was at every Auburn home game. The ones that she can drive to, she was there. Um, my dad was in California. So um, I actually didn't get close to my dad till around college, too, when I was able to, mm-hmm. you know, get my own money and we was able to link up that way, you know, because mm-hmm. it was it wasn't cheap. Like 
flying and go see my dad no. in California. You know, like back yeah. then it's like, got to get in where you fit in. So I only yeah. saw him in the summertime, but uh, now we're super close. But yeah, life was, life was very different back then. It was actually fun though. I had an amazing childhood, you know, yeah. growing up my cousins, uh, being outside playing basketball all the time. No worries, no bills. Take me back. <laughs> No kids. <laughs> Take me back there. So basketball yeah. and no bills. Yes. Man. <laughs> Free food. My mom, my grandmother yeah. cooking. Yeah. Take me back for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think something that I think about a lot is like, I don't know. I think because like Queens is like really diverse. My family yeah. is like the only like black American family on the block. Oh, really? okay. Yeah. So I feel like Alabama really taught me so much black history. Mm-hmm. So I can mm-hmm. only imagine like what you got growing up in Birmingham. Yes. I was yeah. just, I think I was talking to Alyssa. I was like, I didn't grow up off like eating tacos. My grandmother was soul food, yeah. fried fish, fried chicken, greens, <laughs> mac and cheese. Like that was every day. So yeah. it was kind of like when I went to college, it was like, wow, like this is totally yeah. different from. <laughs> I don't know any of these foods, so I'm starting tacos and things yeah. that, you know, because we didn't really get that stuff. Uh, like you said, it was definitely a culture shock for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was glad at home was two hours away because I left every weekend at the beginning because yeah. I needed it. <laughs> I was leaving every weekend at the beginning of two, and that was a 17 hour drive. But I was right. like, <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> Yes, I yeah. gotta go for sure. So even in talking to you right now, I'm mm-hmm. just thinking about like how incredibly like humble of a player and a person yeah. you are. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> but y'all do not get it twisted, okay? Don't let Duana's <laughs> laid backness and chillness. First of all, when you see you play, mm-hmm. it's not this. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody always says that about me. You said I changed on the court. <laughs> yeah. Where does all that like energy and like in your face, I'm just mm-hmm. I'm gonna shoot it over you. I think mean, you mm-hmm. you probably one of the hardest players to guard with those long arms. <laughs> Thank you. It's like a Beyonce Sasha Fierce. Exactly. It's not real quick. As soon as that ball go up, it's game time. Never yeah. happens, happens type of yeah. thing in a whole different mode. How do you define success as someone who has been so successful? Never suddenly. I don't feel like I, I've done enough. You know, like what? No, nah, I, I want more. I I want to work more. I feel like I was just telling somebody I don't feel like I have my best past two seasons. So I this year I really locked in, and uh, when I got back from overseas, I focused in on on myself and my body because I'm like, nope, that wasn't good enough. I want I got to be better next year. I want more than than what I displayed these last two years. So mm-hmm. yeah, I never settle. Uh, it's always room to grow. It's always room to learn. And I'm going to continue to learn to the day I retire. I love that as like a mantra, you know, like continue to learn, like that lifelong learning piece. Exactly. But also, I'm sitting here like, what else <laughs> do you <laughs> What else? <laughs> I want more. Of course, I want to bring a championship to Connecticut. We've been right there like so many yeah. you know, times and so many years. And that's long term. But as far as myself personally, I, I want to be better. I want to be better than I was last year. If I don't, I feel like I, I failed the season. I failed the team. Um, and I will be better. I know I will be better. But I actually came back from overseas early this year because I had mm-hmm. an injury. I came back in February. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had surgery on my wrist. And it really, like, I was like, all right. Like, I, I kind of went into this little depression because it's like that was my mm-hmm. first injury. 
you know, I didn't know what was next. I'm like, man, yeah. would my wrist never go back? Like, what if I never, you know, at that point, I'm like, I can't catch, I can't shoot. So it was just like, I had to flip a switch real quick. And I just went into like grind mode. And yeah. I worked my butt off from March yeah. until that ball tipped up on May 19th. I probably worked the hardest that I've ever worked in my career. Yeah. So I just feel like this year, I'm like, I'm locked in, I'm focused. Locked and I'm, in. Yeah, I'm yeah. ready. I'm ready every game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. How you feeling about your wrist now? Do you feel like you trust it? It's back. It's getting there. It's getting there. Mm. It's still not one hundred percent yet, but day by day, I'm getting more and more like trusting it. Like you said, of course, yeah. you know, as an injury, you always hesitant. Like, yeah. oh goodness, like what if this hurts? What if this hurts? Like that is different. But uh, my teammates just tell me keep going, keep shooting, and uh, and I'll get it. And but um. I'm always going to contribute in other ways. So, yeah, I'm never going to stop. Because <laughs> yeah. you could do it all. Dynamic. That's the word. <laughs> That's yeah. dynamic. That's yeah. the word. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So, my last question for you. So, okay. we were talking about you playing overseas and mm-hmm. I, and also in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Brittany Griner was, like, one of the biggest mm-hmm. news stories last yeah. year. And yeah. y'all played together for yeah. years. That's my dog. I love me some BGs. Yeah. Yes, for sure. So what was it like for you hearing about her detention? And then, like, more importantly, when we got the news that she was coming home? Man, uh, that was a, that was a hard time for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, BG is, like, one of my closest friends. Mm-hmm. We hung out a lot in Phoenix. So her not being there, her and me not knowing, like, how she was mentally was really tough. <laughs> I probably wrote, like, 30 letters. And mm-hmm. I don't know if she ever got them. I didn't care. I'm just like, mm-hmm. well, that one... Maybe that, uh, you know, push, help her, you know, push through it. Kind of like emotionally, you think about it. Cause, yeah. Yeah, like that 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 one hurt me bad. But then I was sitting at a table with my, my teammates overseas and then that flashed across your screen. Like, Brittany Griner is free. It was just like a weight kind of lifted off everybody's shoulders. And you try yeah. not to be like selfish in that moment because it, it affected so many people. But mm-hmm. I, I for me, I was just like. I don't know. It was just like, thank God. Like, yes, she's okay. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. no matter how she came out of there, as long as she came out of there, and I'm exactly. just like, she, she can get back, though. That was pretty amazing. I can't wait to, like, I don't know, hug her. I'm hugging for a good five minutes and I get to <laughs> Phoenix or, yeah. or whenever. I don't know who play who first, but I cannot wait to see her for sure. Yeah. I think so much about, like, us getting good news about exactly. black queer women, you know, I'm just... and it sucks because most people don't know her, and then she's getting a lot of backlash and a lot of hate mm-hmm. in this moment. But it, I, I think she's getting so much love that it trumps all that. So yeah. I'm hoping that she don't even let that affects her, and mm-hmm. just know that we still love her and we still here because she's still on the journey of getting yeah. better, you know. So um yeah bg you listening for sure um yeah. i'll probably text it myself but <laughs> yeah we here like we're here for you we're yeah. still on this journey with you like whatever you need we're here just know that the people that are positive are in your corner exactly like, you got a lot of people in your corner We love you, and we are here for you. So welcome home, Brittany. On the opening, when they were like, she's home, I got a little choked up. BG all the way, let's do this. You know, it's so crazy how much hate she took because of that. You know, it it was crazy. I'm like, okay, I'm going to hold it. (laughs) All right, keep it together, keep it together. I got a lot of curse words I can say. Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) It really blew my mind, and it still blows my mind that it's still going on. I'm just like... exactly. All I would say, her life is enough of a reason to to be excited exactly. that she's home, you know? Because if it was anybody else's family, they would exactly. be educated the same way. Exactly. So, yes. 
for yeah. sure. And I just think like y'all, this is part of the reason why I love women's basketball, why I love for the sure. WNBA. It's like, how many places can I look and see uh-huh. like tall black girls, queer black girls, you exactly. know, black, like y'all, you represent so many communities that don't ever have like platforms to be mm-hmm. celebrated or seen exactly and i feel like we get judged before you even know us exactly and then i feel like yeah. a lot of people if you get to know us you'll love us and that all that'll change but it's yeah. just like come to a game come to a game come yes. to a game you would love it i guarantee you would love it <laughs> yeah i'm gonna be there yes yeah <laughs> yeah that's sometimes yeah like. whenever y'all play the liberty i'm gonna all be right. at the game so. all right bet, bet. all right yeah <laughs> sounds good okay duana where can folks find you on like the social media streets if they want to follow. That's crazy. I'm not a big social media person like that, but I do post on Instagram, just the Wanna Bonner by name, but I don't have Twitter. I don't have TikTok. <laughs> I don't have anything else because I'm just like, I can't I can't keep up with this it. too fast yeah. for me. So but mm-hmm. Instagram, yeah, I post men and listen the kids a lot. So okay. I have to post for her because she doesn't post on anything. And I'm just like People deserve to know how great you are. Like, yes. I don't care. I'm going to post every accolade that I can find about you. Like, yes. she's, she's worse than me. Like, she's crying, so laid back. And I'm like, you are one of the best players in the world. And I am going to make sure people know you would be one of the best people in the world. And I'm going to post it and I'm going to put, keep posting about it. Okay, Alyssa Thompson, um, we got to get you up, up here on yeah, this microphone. I, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I agree. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right and of course catch a connecticut sun game for sure we're fun yeah. you enjoy it <laughs> yes yeah. they home games we popping okay yeah, so, all like, the time oh, exactly yeah. okay well thank you so much duana thank you for having me yeah of course it was really fun anytime we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Welcome to the Orange Carpet. 
Now we know these W players don't just give their all to the game. They also like to look real good doing it. So in this little segment, we roll out the orange carpet to give some shine to players past and present killing the fashion game. From signature hairstyles to the unforgettable shoe game, let's get into the styles that we love to see. This week, I'm rolling out the orange carpet for Dierica Hamby. Okay, outside of being a championship winning six woman of the year, Dierica is probably one of the most recognizable mamas in the WNBA. In 2022, she and her little one, Amaya, covered W Slam. And for folks who don't know, W Slam is one of the longest running basketball magazines and it's still in print. You can get copies of it, like actual hard copies still. While this could easily be a whole segment about how dynamic of a player Dierica is, this is the orange carpet. So I want to shout her out for her mommy and me looks with Amaya her baby bump Jordan athlete photo shoots, iconic, and her hair. Can we talk about it? During the Wubble season in 2020, Amaya and Dierica had so many adorable walk-in fits, but my favorite mommy and me look from the two of them has to be the 2021 WNBA All-Star Game on the orange carpet. They both wore these silver blazer tutu dresses, and you just have to go look at the pictures to see how adorable this moment was. Dierica also welcomed another little one in the 2022 offseason. Oh, but that did not stop her from appearing in Jumpman ads for the Jordan brand. She even posted pics to her Instagram sporting her baby bump and the latest Jordan release. Now, I'm going to be honest, I'm not a sneakerhead, so I didn't get it, but I know a lot of people got really excited about that. And lastly, I don't think Dierica gets nearly enough love for how much she switches up her hair and little Amaya's hair to match. So many players have signature styles, whether it's their locks or their bun, but Dierica gives us a new look almost every game. <laughs> From braids to waist-length ponytails, I love her versatility. And I also love that Amaya is usually coordinated. It is so adorable. Let me know who else you want to see on the orange carpet. There are a lot of dope players in the W, but not everyone gets their flowers. And I want to make sure they do. So I'm going to shout out a player who everyone should know in a little segment called <laughs> Money's MVP. This week, my MVP, or should I say MVM, Most Valuable Mama, <laughs> Skylar Diggins-Smith. Now, Skylar, I think, is one of those players who is known even outside of basketball, whether you've seen her in Puma ads because she's a Puma athlete or just because of how influential she was when she played in college, Skylar Diggins-Smith is one of those players who is just everywhere. <laughs> she is most known for her toughness. Oh my gosh. Even though she's small in comparison to other basketball players, do not get it twisted, okay? <laughs> Skylar will take it to anybody. And I think 
everybody who plays against her or even who are on the team with her respects her for that toughness. She does not back down. And you can see it in her attitude, in her face, and in the plays she makes on the floor. Her current team is Phoenix Mercury, even though she's out this season because she had a baby. But one unique thing that I love about Skylar Diggins, back in the day, (laughs) in the early 2010s of things, Skylar had rappers pulling up to sit courtside at college games when she played for Notre Dame. One of the most memorable moments was when Lil Wayne wore one of her uh, college jerseys to a game, and then he came to the game to watch her play. I mean, what college athlete could say that? (laughs) She was drafted in 2013 as part of the three to see with Elena Deladon and Brittany Griner. So that tells you what kind of caliber of player Skylar Diggins-Smith is, right? She's drafted third, only behind Brittany Griner and Elena Deladon. Just epic. And I believe that Skylar Diggins-Smith deserves her flowers not just because she's a working mama, but also because Skylar might be the reason a lot of us kind of rubbed our edges out in the early 2010s with headbands, okay? <laughs> if name, image, and likeness was a thing back then when Skylar was playing for Notre Dame, she would have been an even more influential player than she ended up being without the name, image, and likeness. I know so many people who just wore, like, the green sweatbands (laughs) on their edges just because Skylar was doing it. You know, some headband companies really need to sponsor her because she she was doing it back in the day. So, (laughs) shout out to Skylar Diggins-Smith. Can't wait till she's back next season. Rebound Revolution is an edit audio original podcast created in collaboration with The Cube. I'm your host, Money McEachern, and this episode was produced by Melissa Houghton, Mick Finnegan, and me. It was edited, mixed, and mastered by Mick Finnegan. Our supervising producer is Anna Deshawn. Our executive producer is Steph Colburn. Thank you to Kathleen Speckert and the whole edit audio team. (laughs) 